Good morning and welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. <laughs> I am Julie Murphy and I'm the money chick. And I have said this over and over again that we either work things out or we act it out. We do it through our money, through our relationships, and through our health. And so Rita is the relationships expert. So um, we have been doing this uh, once a week for a long time now. And uh, it's time for us all to really like get a little bit deeper because I'll tell you the trigger thing this week has been, I've been seeing it all over the place. And Reed and I were having a conversation that I was like, let's do this live because <laughs> I think it's going to touch some hearts out there. So, um, you know, what's that? Oh, I just said, I hope so. Yeah, right? So every single human being we know gets triggered, right? Every there's there's no way that you're not ever going to get triggered. And the, you know, it's always depends on what's your intensity of your trigger and your reaction to the world around you or the people around you. And what I've started to realize um, on a really, really deep soulful level, particularly this week, um, I was reading, uh, I, I was doing a puzzle and I decided to listen to these YouTube videos from the book, The Untethered Soul. And um, he talks about the fact that when we're triggered, um, that it's really important to not try to call the person. And I, every chick I know, it's like when the boy's not calling when you're a teenager and when, you know, they're not responding the way you want. You want to control it. You want to go after it. You want to like go fix it. And he's like, don't pick up the phone. Don't talk to anybody. Just go sit, breathe, and feel your feelings. And of course, right after I hear this, what do I get within a half an hour was a trigger, right? It comes in and unexpectedly. And I sat there and go, okay, I'm supposed to sit with this. This is mine. And as, as I'm sitting with it, I'm getting angrier and angrier. I'm like on. Did that happen to you last night? Cause that happened to me last night. No, this was, um, Sunday night for me. Yeah. This was last night for me. And I was, I had to steer, still keep clearing it out this morning. I had to bring in the big guns for my body, mind stuff to try to get myself level. I actually didn't release it until yesterday morning. I vomited. And it was fascinating to me that I was realizing it was mine. And of course, what does the universe do? Not only did I get that initial trigger that started the process, and as I sat with it and sat with it, trying to, because what you got to do when you sit with it is breathe through it and just move through the feeling. Feel the feeling, move through it. So whatever comes up that you like go. To, yeah, I don't even like to think about the feeling if I can help it because I like to keep nudging myself back to the light. And so I nudge myself back to the light and then an insight pops up, you know, like a, like a light bulb. Yep. And then I go, rah, 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 rah. and then I bring myself back to the light and then I get another light bulb. So it's almost like um, trying to take my ship and move it in the direction I want it to go, even though the tides are pulling it the opposite direction. Yep. Well, and I went to dinner with somebody on the following day and they're like, what's going on with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm just working through something. And they're like, well, let's talk about it. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm actually not going to talk about it. I'm going to just sit with it 
Because what you do is then you start your projection and that's you getting rid of that energy as opposed to sitting with that energy. And, you know, I was always the right. person that, you know, if you talked to me 15 years ago, I was talking to everybody. I would pick up the phone and tell the story 15 times, right? Like, I want to clarify that for people. When we are focused on if they would just stop, why didn't they know? Why didn't they understand? You know, why do they do this every time? I talk to them about this. Why hasn't it changed? I know they're doing it on purpose. When we're doing that, our whole focus is up here looking out there. Mm -hmm. And that just keeps us spinning around. Right. You have to literally do something physical. You can let your brain still go whatever direction you want it to go, but you have to do something physical. You have to change your body then your mind change. You can't right. change your mind unless you change your body first. Right. Because it's your inside. So this is, you know, my first book is called the emotion behind money, build your wealth from the inside out. And this is where, when, when you keep hearing all these gurus and we talk about this all the time, the gurus have all this information, but how do you practically apply it all? Right. And so this is the practical application of, okay, get into your body and so when I went inside with this on Monday and I got through the whole meal and it was, and cause it's like shifting the energy. Like it was, so it was a very joyful meal. It wasn't me like sitting in the misery of company and then everyone telling other stories that are the same wavelength. Right. And so I sat with it and then, then the headache kept going and I was doing this dance and I'm like, I'm not going to take Advil. I'm going to sit with this. I want to process this. I don't want to just numb it down. And so I eventually, like literally it took until, so this was Sunday night that the trigger happened. And then it wasn't until Wednesday morning, I eventually vomited because I was doing this dance with this energy and just trying to sit in it. And I felt like a million bucks after I vomited on Wednesday morning. Well, I, I want to give you an alternate way to handle that. So in the um, science of the brain and PTSD, you only need to be triggered for seconds. And once you're triggered, and it just has to be for a few seconds even, yeah. you can intentionally use whatever or combination of tools that you need to use in order to bring yourself that, that detachment, that comfort in your body. It's about the intentionality of it. What happens is people get triggered and then they ignore it and they use all of these coping skills. Right. What you can do to clear this out way faster and have the same results, but like at quantum speed, is to layer the things that make you feel good. So if I, so for me, when I got triggered, out came the essential oils, out came the chamomile tea, out came the kava kava tea, out came you know half a Xanax. Out came um, a little bit of Advil if I needed it because you're not numbing it. What you're doing is you're reestablishing your relationship with your body, telling it that you don't want it to suffer anymore. And so you're listening to it and you're taking care of it and you're not going to betray it anymore. You know, it shouldn't have to go as far as someone vomiting, which is a great way to do it, you know. Um, it's, it's also about honoring your body's need to not suffer. 
When we see a child crying, we don't stand apart from them and watch them sob and sob themselves and comfort themselves. We go over and we touch their arm and we offer to take them on a walk and we um, listen to what they have to say. We have to have that same deep, rich level of compassion for ourselves when we trigger because otherwise we'll never reestablish the trust with our body and it will continue to trigger um, unnecessarily. Well, and I think one of the reasons I did that dance for a couple of days was because I was doing the essential oils. Mm-hmm. I had gotten a massage. I had yeah. worked out. I had um, taken an Epsom salt bath and I, I lathered myself with this letting go oil that I have. Right. You know? right. So it was interesting to me that that all made the intensity of it come down, but it wouldn't stop it. Right, because it was a deeper core, big issue, which takes longer to clear out of your system. Yep. Good for you. Yep. You did a great and, job. And I didn't want another layer of the Advil piece was that I didn't want to, um, I've been working on healing my gut and I just read the, book about the plant paradox yeah. and um, ibuprofen is absolutely terrible for our guts because it kills the bacteria in our guts that make us healthy as well. Right. And um, so I've been trying to, and it's funny, like it's a slippery slope. Like, yeah. so my gut issue started and then you take Advil to adverse consequence, these other things, and then it groups right. your gut more. And then it's like this cycle. It's like, I'm trying to get out of this cycle. And, and, you, and you did great by instead using all these traditional holistic medicines. Yeah. You know, I, I like to take, you know, I like to tell women in an emergency, do what you have to do. But if you can see it coming or you have some things in place, I have oils and tarot cards and lights and butterflies and pictures everywhere around me so that whenever something happens, my rescue remedies are very close by and I don't sit in the suffering and I, and I use them. And so then you don't have to use the Advil. You don't need the emergency that hurts your body because you have it prepared and ready that sometimes I'm going to trigger and I'm going to want to have these things around Right. and you leave them around. Right. Exactly. Use them every day. Pull tarot cards, smell them as you walk by, everything. Yep. Yeah. Because then that all works. And it's. Yeah. Right. And, and what I find fascinating is that as we move through these stages, like you're going to know what's right for you and you're going to start to really recognize. And I always say there's a grieving process when you start to recognize what your participation in all that is. You know, there really is. And it's fascinating. And and as I sat there in the energy myself, do you know what the result was this morning? What? The result this morning, and the trigger wasn't from my ex-husband, but what it resulted in, because it moved energy in how I was connecting into the world. And this is where I think it's so important that we have to understand that we're all energetically connected, that when you cut something internally, energetically in you, then everything around you is going to shift. And this morning I got a phone call from my ex-husband thanking me for financially supporting him to get his college degree when we were married, because it really has been the launch pad of where he is today. And he just wanted to say, thank you. Like, and if anyone's listened to any of these relationship things, I've been on quite the road. I've been on quite the journey to get that phone call was a miracle. And I clearly recognize that because I shifted something in me 
it opened up the energetic channels. And this whole week had nothing to do with him. Nothing had to do with other things going on in my life. And you say, you know, it, it shows up in your money, your relationships and your health. And so everything's, you know, everything's connected. I've been studying the web of life, you know, and the web of energy for most of my life. And, you know, there are all these things we can't see, but we believe in, you know, right. like air, we believe in right. air. Right. And it's time to start believing that we physically send off wavelengths and other people send them off to us and we're antennas. You know, the science has been showing it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years that we are energetically like, you know, like, uh, like cell phones going through the air up to the satellite. We are like cell phones. Exactly. <laughs> right. And if we, we really recognize are. that, then we can, we can influence the the uh the tone the vibration of everybody we're connected to it's fascinating to me because i'm literally living as a petri dish of it all happening and once you start to open and start to shift and start and you're going well that's a little weird okay i like this a little bit more okay that's a little bit weird but okay i'm opening up a little bit more and we realize that we really are all an energy grid and like when you trigger, you create a ripple effect of the trigger. I was in a meditation the other day, a guided meditation. And um, the person who I was listening to said, um, when you're angry and you lash out in anger to somebody else, you really are just creating more subtle pain points for you because that ripple goes out and the ripple comes back. And, and I've known this, but for some reason it landed differently with this, with me this time. And I think it's important to understand that, you know, we don't realize um, how much that that affects everything in our world. And because we are the creators of our lives. And the challenge is, is that we're coming from this hijacked nervous system and reactivity. Nobody wants to create their life based on the reactivity, but that's what most of us are doing. When it's so seductive, you mm. know, when we're in a period of, of reaction, all we can think about is, you know, how do I get out of this? Whose fault is it? You know, how can I get this energy off of me? And it's very, it feels good. And you think the absolute right thing to do is to call that person up and right. tell them exactly what you think. Right. You know, or um, Nate Brown was talking to a therapist in her research who studied men and uh, pornography. And because she hadn't quite understood it yet, you know, and he said for $5 for five minutes, you think you're getting exactly what you need. Right. And we all know that too much, you know, pornography can be a very bad thing for people. Addictive, right. With anger, with depression, with self-criticism, with working too hard, with rigid thinking, with disassociating, they're all, um, they're all bad for us but they feel so good on some level to be expressed. Well, and I have watched so many women that I've observed that are addicted to the drama of it all. Because, physically, they're physically, even yeah. if they don't want to be. Even right, they're, they're like, I don't want to. They aren't. Mm -hmm. They body. don't know how to stop it. Women, a lot of times, don't know how to stop it because it's hardwired into our cells. 
And this is where when when you then choose to not participate in that conversation, like a dear friend just wanted to help me through my thing and on Monday. And um, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to because that's part of how you participate in drama by putting it out there. And it like keeps it energized. It keeps it going and it keeps it escalating and it doesn't change your life. When it, I was uh, before we got on, you know, I was watching this guy walk down the street and it made me think about 10 typically how men and women handle this stuff mm -hmm. you know and um i'm watching him walk down the street with a young kid and he's got like you know the drinks in their hand and three little bags probably with different muffins or cookies or something in them from the coffee shop and i sat there thinking to myself for whatever reason you know that guy went to get the cookies or muffins or drink for himself and then he was nice enough to bring the kid along because that's how men think. They think, right. what do I need? And this isn't bad. This is what we need to learn. Right. They think, what do I need? How do I need to get my needs met? Oh, and if I think about it, I'll share the, the largesse. And women, on the other hand, tend to be like, I have to take care of everybody. I have to be perfect or all the balls are going to drop on the ground and everything's going to fall apart. And men, for the most part, don't care. They're not wired to care. They're compartmentalized. They're like, I'm getting the cookie. I'm getting the drink because I'm hungry. Oh, there's and then we think else. they're And then we think they're jerks for that. Yeah, and we think they're jerks for that <laughs> instead of recognizing this is their nature. And because it's part of the nature of how their brain works, we need to learn from them. How do you, how do you not care about things? How do you not notice everybody around you? That's the lesson many of us need to learn because we're sacrificing our soul. We're sacrificing our health, our money, our relationships. We're yeah. sacrificing it all, digging in, saying we're right. This is the only way when in reality, we need to learn how to be a little bit more selfish, right? a little bit less um, codependent and enabling and a little bit more, hey, what do I want right now? Well, and I tell this with women with money all the time. Men walk into their employers and say, this is the compensation I want. And they hold the line because they know they're worth it. Women walk in and then they get what their employer says to them. And then they go, oh, well, thank you for at least that. And then they just accept whatever's thrown at them as opposed to like, how did you didn't put yourself in that equation at all? Like at all. At all. So I have, I, I get this equal pay thing for women, but women have to understand that they're part of the problem. They're a big part of the problem. Right. We because need to hold people accountable for treating us with respect and dignity because many people won't do it naturally. They're too stuck in their own head. Right. And so one of the things that I have found is that if you honor and love yourself enough, then you take you into consideration and them because- yes. Where it develops for women on the health side is that when you really go over the edge and nurture everyone else and take care of everyone else, you wind up with breast cancer. Like that yeah. is where breast cancer comes from. It's about nurturing, nurturing everybody else except for yourself. Right. And I learned that back, you know, 15 years ago when my mom had breast cancer. I was like, mom, I figured this out with clients, like start doing things for you. And, you know, it's funny. I'm like, you, you know, had 12 babies and they're all raised and you have no purpose in life and you've done it for everybody else all these years. And now what about Mary Murphy? And you know what she did? She went back and she went back to be a teacher and she taught three and four year olds for like another 
the 12 years or something like that. I'm like going, oh my gosh, she just got rid of her 12 kids. And now she's teaching 20 of them every day, you know, and, but it fed her soul. And she totally, it totally energized her because that was what she desired, right? For her, yeah. like she just loved. And you know what? She's had no problems. The doctor was like, she recovered really well. And like, she got off all the meds and she's fine. And have to be because she started to take care of herself. Yeah, we have to start to choose what's best for us. Right. You know, we look around and say, oh, they're doing this thing and, and that's making them happy. Maybe I should try that. And yeah, maybe you should. But you have to then also say this works for me. This doesn't work for me. This is right. the direction I want to go. I don't want to go this direction. In spiritual philosophy, so for so many years, the, the wisdom was mainly based for what men needed to hear. And women heard it and tried to apply it to themselves. You know, men needed to hear, give more, be more compassionate, think about people, you know, more often than yourself. Right. And that was like a, a noose around the neck for many women because it just encouraged their already low self-esteem and, and, you know. And then we want to control it all and pull it all yeah. towards us because we're but trying. It's scary because, you know, we need to learn how to, to let other adults be adults and handle their own issues. And we have to, it's so important. I really want people to hear this. You have to let it fall apart because in that falling apart, you're actually allowing it to fall together because you only should be holding your container, not 50 million other people's containers, whether it's your kids, your coworkers, your family, your spouses, it doesn't matter because if you fix it on one, if, you, if you're doing it one, you're doing it another. Like I watched one person who got divorced and then, um, then she wound up changing her whole team at work because the people she managed at work were just like the ex-husband. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't change. Like it doesn't like, again, if you show up in the world differently, then the world around you shifts. And that's where it's okay for you to allow it all to fall apart. And it's okay because it does fall together. I'm on the other side of it falling together. Yeah. Thank and, you. And so I'm speaking from experience and I've coached many clients on that front. Well, good advice for women is uh, kind of what a good coach does. And a good coach gives the minimum amount of support so the other person can mm -hmm. develop the skill and the self-esteem and the muscle. And so we go in thinking we need to do everything for someone because they're going to fail and they can't figure it out or we want to be helpful when we're most helpful when we give the smallest amount of support that's needed. I knew this woman when I did a conference at the Nature Center I ran who um, she wrote a book on how she traveled all over the world with her two kids, you know, from infants all the way, you know, until they were adults. And she just strap them to the llama and tell them to find their own way up the freaking rock mountain. And they do. And, and they did, they do. You know, we, we are so overprotective of everyone in our life and we don't let them learn their lessons in their way and trust in them and believe in them that they'll figure it out, that they're not yeah. as stupid or jerky or whatever. And that's what we tend to do with a lot of men. We well, and, and you know, it's interesting. I, I've had quite the tumultuous road going through my divorce process. And um, 
people would say to me, why aren't you fighting harder to get your kids? And I'm like, going, oh, because every time I fight, it blows up in my face. So I'm really being guided to not fight. And so then I was trying to find the solution as to, well, because when fight comes at you, you want to fight back, right? And I knew that it takes two people to fight. So when I would unplug from the fight, I just kept reminding myself exactly what it was that you just said. And it was in terms of allow your children to actually go experience. Cause on a soul level, your children choose the mom and the dad and you chose them as your children. Like I believe that. And, um, so it's just like, I will to this day say to my children going, I understand, you know, but you're supposed to work something out with your dad. Here's some tools that I would use. And, you know, and it's funny how it's started to create, they have to stand in an empowered state, whether they're with mom or an empowered state or with their, with their dad, because those, my kids and children need to build the muscle. And regardless of what's going on with me and dad, it has nothing to do with me and dad. It's your relationship with mom. It's your relationship with dad. And, um, and I just continue to hold this space saying, are we all learning? Great. As long as we're learning and we're growing, this is what our souls came here to do. We came here to experience, to learn and to grow. And so as long as we keep doing that, we're not going to do it perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But as long as we keep trying to hold a safe space for us to do that, because the challenge is, is the world is really not a safe space for us to make mistakes. And that's the biggest challenge I think we're witnessing. And, and we can just see that how like more regulations coming down the channels and more rules and you gotta do this and you gotta do that. And it's like, why? Because we're trying to manage mass fear. And you know what? Maybe it, you're just supposed to experience it and like let people make their choices and have consequences for those choices because that's how you learn and that's how you grow. You know, I always say it's okay to get a nosebleed. You know, I used to say that with the, the um, young advisors that I trained in my office. I'm like, oh, sometimes they just got to go get a nosebleed and then they'll learn because there's only so much you can say to somebody, right? Right, because they don't really believe you because they don't know what you're talking about until they have the experience. Yeah. You know, many um, transformational development ideas, you know, we've got these different areas of ourselves and some areas were born naturally that are strong and other areas that aren't so strong and they're different for everyone. You know, think of mm -hmm. it like the, the uh, five uh, chakras. And so we're always going to have areas that we don't know what we're doing and are going to scare the crap out of us. Right. And we'll also have areas that we're really good at. Right. And we have to look at other people and say, oh, they, they have the same thing, only in a different order. Right. When you're working with kids, you just have to be aware of where they are developmentally so that you can provide the right amount of support because they aren't always, the, you know, they don't have an adult brain. They can't handle everything. That, and that's how, um, that's why child sex abuse is so specifically difficult because um, children can't absorb or understand or process through the vibe that's coming off of the abuser and all of the adult feelings they're having of shame or guilt or excitement, you know, the adult can handle that, but a child can't, you know, mm -hmm. they don't have, their body isn't developed enough. 
And so as a child, they feel all of this coming off of someone and they don't have the ability to process through because it's an adult feeling that right. the child's trying to handle. Right. And so we always have to sort of be aware of, okay, where are they at developmentally? What can they really handle so that you can help your child grow into the healthiest version of themselves that they can be? Right. And, you know, no matter what your experience have been and no matter how good or bad or whatever, there's always a way to get to the other side. There's always a path. There is always a way, even if you feel like you've beaten, beaten up. Because right when you're at that point where you just want to give up, no, that's right at the point that transformation is about to happen. Because you're on that tipping point and you're about to tip over the edge and it's just about continuing to go back to what you know and be true to what is in your need of, of your heart. And I think so many of us have done things from our mind because that's our whole education system. It's like, reason it out, the age of reasoning. Like, let's reason it out instead of following our hearts and then at our smarts as one of my, my mentors has said all these years. And, um, and it's so true, but we've ignored our hearts for so long. I don't know if we really recognize what our heart wants. And I remember the first time my boyfriend asked me, he's like, what does Julie's heart want today? I didn't even know how to answer the question. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, well, because what do we go towards? We go towards, well, this is what I don't want. And it's like, no, no, no. What do we want? Right? It's like, so. Yeah, and that, we, that has to be the thing. What's that? You don't go ahead. Well, I no, that, I, that's, that's intuitive thing we need to do we have to get out of what don't i want how can i protect myself oh my god you know that's the fear and we have to get into hope and optimism and what do i want and what does nourish me most yep. women don't know you know we're right. stuck in a place of reactivity and contraction and our all our brain can think about is how am i going to protect myself and we don't see opportunities and we don't see the world and right. and got all these emotions in the way and yep. we have to physically let go of the past so that the emotions are out of the way and we can have hope and optimism. Can we talk about that? So I've always talked about from a financial perspective that you have to clean up your past while living in the present moment and plan for the future all at the same time. And financially speaking, the past is all of your debts, right? And I don't care if it's mortgage debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, debt to family, whatever. Debt is debt. It means that to live in the present moment, you then have to pay for all your past choices, right? So what I have found is like, when we keep, when you're saying like, we have to just let go of our past, we don't naturally do that. So let's now bridge that to um, relationships, right? So if I focus on anything that happened in my past relationships, uh, I can't create a new tomorrow. Correct. Today, I'm focusing on over here, just like today in my bank account, I have to pay for all this over here. Like, so if you keep bringing this back into this, you can't get to your future. Right, right? it's chains and shackles that weigh you oh, down and make you feel like you can't weight. move and it's weight and it's heaviness and depression and anxiety and bad relationships and toxic people. And I mean, it's like you can't move. It's like you're moving through through concrete 
trying to, and that's what your body's doing when it's shut down. And of course, then it gets sick. Of course, then it has problems because it's all like, oh, short circuiting, oh, right? You know, right. trying to move forward. We have to let those layers go so we can refresh, unzip that suit that's yep. too tight yep. and walk into something that's lighter. It's physically lighter. Have you ever noticed, are you uh, sensitive to when air pressure changes? Um, sometimes, but sometimes not. So um, when a front comes in and the air pressure drops, we physically have less pressure on our body, less air pressure keeping our body constrained. And our body actually expands because there's less weight on it. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that people feel a storm coming because their knee will hurt because when you expand, yep. And yep. Suddenly, you get inflammation, right? Yeah, you get the inflammation from it. But um, it's the same thing. When you start letting this cortisol and adrenaline and, and bad mistakes and self judgment and criticism, when you let it go, it's just like when the air pressure changes. Suddenly you have all this less weight on you. And you're able, you can smell the grass coming up from the ground, you know, right. because there's less in the way. You can enjoy life more. You can hear things better because the air isn't so heavy and thick. You know, right. everything, everything changes when you let go of the, of the weight that you're holding on to voluntarily. You need to choose to let it go and live in love if you can. Mm. Yeah, because that past, like, I just think of, you know, it was funny, <laughs> my, my, one of my daughters said to me the other day, she goes, mom, you can't just change like that. You can't just be like, like upset about this because she was carrying it forward. And I was like, yes, I can. I go 17 seconds. You can shift your emotions. 17 seconds. Yeah, let's save it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, absolutely. I can. And, and in her mind, she was like, you know, cause she, you know, I taught her a pattern to hold on to it, right? Like, like I taught her that, you know, and the good news is she's young. She, she's learning another layer. Yeah. So it's so funny that yeah. when I was just like, nope, like new day, yesterday doesn't matter. Like today, this is what I want to create. So this is how we're going to talk. And this is how we're going to be. And she's just like, you're nuts. And I was like, maybe I go, but that didn't make me feel good yesterday. So I'm not bringing it into today. And I would ask you to join me. What do you think? And my other daughter was just like, I'm in. And then my sons were like, we're in. And then she's like, fine, I'm in. Fine, I'll let it go. Well, that's it. You know, the thing so true. About, yeah, the thing you say about 17 seconds, you know, I really want to highlight because we think that we have to suffer for our sins, suffer. You know, if we're suffering, then we must deserve to be suffering and we have to stay in the suffering until the suffering magically changes. Nope, 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 nope. Whereas that's really ridiculous. You have to say, oh my gosh, look, I'm suffering. And then you slather yourself in oil and you go to King Spa and you, know, you hang out with the trees. You notice your suffering and you do something to ease the suffering. You have care for yourself. And you can do it in seconds. It doesn't have to take, you don't have to wait till the person apologizes. Right. You know, or somebody dies. Right. And you can forgive them. You don't have to wait for that. You can do it right now and start your life. Right. And you just have to choose that and believe that. Mm -hmm. Because you're the only block from that. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. hard. Oh, you know, super the whole hard telling us to be something, you know, have bigger boobs or have less 
face, you know, or get. I don't want that ticket. <laughs> right, teeth, or you know, whatever. The world is constantly marketing is an economy like this is based on a scarcity mindset that you know triggers people to always be in this place of fear, and it's it, trying to go against that is like trying to go against a tidal wave. Right. You no, know? that's why we get community. That's why we find other women who are connected. Yeah. Uh, we were talking before we hopped on. We're literally connected, you and I, to other women who are on that higher level. Right. And so you have to tap into that field. You have to tap into that connection and talk to them and think about them and share ideas because that's what gives you the resiliency to step away from the crazy of people right. being fight or flight everywhere and it being inflamed in social media and the news and you know politicians and each other you know so we're true. fracturing this country on many levels is fracturing because there's so much anger and hurt and anxiety between people who used to be neighbors and friends well and um i don't believe that um the collective events are going to stop right until we move through this fear and reactivity to get to this place of wholeness that you and i continue to talk about every week right and um i i just you know whether it happens or doesn't happen but i'm getting a sense that we're about ready for a ripe for another one to come you know mm -hmm. and i don't exactly know what package it's going to come in but i wouldn't be shocked if over the next you know, a few months, but that's life, right? Like things expand and contract, you know? And so again, you can't do anything. I have, you know, you can just see the unrest, like, you know, people with the election and then now people's opinions post-election, right? Like, and I certainly don't want to get into politics, but look at the emotion behind that. So I would ask anyone if any area in your life you're really super frustrated with something going on collectively at large, whether it's vaccines or politics or world events or whatever, that just shows me that you have something unresolved within yourself. Like where, and, and what I've come to learn is that reactivity, <clears throat> the reason you're getting uh, pushed, if you will, emotionally is because you as a soul are not expressing in the world in your full potential in who you came here to be and you're frustrated and you you not you but all humans do this that and and there's the majority of us that do this that we think it's something outside of ourselves and what's happening and I keep witnessing this and keep help, helping people through this that this is actually unrest within you because you're not authentically showing up in the world and being who you are in every aspect. You're negotiating yourself away somewhere. And that's why all these external things are pissing you off mm -hmm. and on some level. And, right. you know, the second step in the process that I walk every client through, whether it's on my webinars or my 21 day challenges or one on one clients is we have to wake up your authenticity. We have to wake you back up. It's the second step that I do. And it's like, we have to get back to who you really are at your core and honor who that is 
and start to build all the infrastructure around that so that then now it's no longer about anything else in the world, that it's actually about you coming out and being exactly you in the bright light that you're meant to be in this world. And I'm finding that those people are having the most challenging situations and the most challenging circumstances and are the most frustrated are probably the brightest lights. And there are things, you know, we have light and dark forces in this world. You know, we heard about them for, there's movies, you know, angels and demons and light and dark. And, and, and when you're a super bright light, the dark is going to try to get, throw you off your game. There could be, you know, Jesus and the devil, whatever your belief system is. I think it's all just different language. That's about one opposing the other. <laughs> and if you're getting a lot of resistance, that just means you're not being authentic in the world. And until you go back to your authenticity, you're going to continue to butt up against resistance and continue to suffer. And only you can take those steps to get to that next place. And it's not about in our relationships or our money or whatever. It's not about other people. It's about how you are choosing every single day. And sometimes that's not an easy thing to see. And, but you can change it like that. You can change it like that. And every day it opens up and it opens up and it opens up and it opens up. And it's beautiful. You know? The women I work with are just amazed that, you know, because I'll get on with them for a call, sometimes just for half an hour. And I'll be like, I don't need to know your story. I don't need to know any of this stuff. But start telling me your story and I'm going to pause you, you know, at probably when you least want me to pause and we're going to bring you back to the light. We're going to bring you back to center. And they find, you know, they were so worked up and they've been worrying about this thing for, you know, the last week and a half or two months or they don't know how to solve it. And we can bring people back to that alignment and that light in, you know, 30 seconds. I, you know, I do, they'll be on a Zoom call with me and I'll be like, okay, we're going to pause. We're going to do, just do what I tell you to do. Do this and then do this and do this and then do this. Okay. How do you feel? And they'll be like, oh my God, I went from a 10, you know, to a, to a zero. I feel so calm and I feel so good. And I'm like, yes. They're like, was I supposed to be thinking about something? You can think about whatever you want. We're talking to the body. I don't care what your mind's thinking. It's babbling on about whatever is babbling. We're talking to the body and telling our body, hey, life is good. I don't want to live in suffering anymore. Yes. But you usually, um, at the beginning, you need a lot of help because your body is so addicted to being in fight or flight. Right. Well, and I'm learning this because I am healing my way from that gravity, that addictive right. chemical connection you have. Well, and it leads to all the physical ailments that we have. Then it's like um, leaky gut and excess fat on your body, your knees hurting, your your back hurt, your lower back hurting. You know, it shows up in various ways. And we do have to train our bodies that it's okay and safe to go back into alignment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it feels weird because most women haven't been in alignment for a long time. And so you talk to a lot of therapists and they'll be like, okay, does it feel weird to be this free? You know, and it, I know it did for me. I was like, and then you almost recreate it. 
when you don't feel weird sometimes. Yeah, because your body wants to go back to that and you have to reinforce, no, no, that's not how we think about ourselves anymore. Mm. That's not what we're doing to ourselves anymore. Right. Now we're doing this, we're honoring it. We're doing, we're slathering ourselves with oil. We're doing the acting pressure points. We're breathing in, we're breathing in color. We're listening to good music. We're going right. back to all those cultural arts. Right. You know, that nourish us and make us feel whole and connected right. again. But it right. has to be a conscious, conscious choice. And sometimes it can look selfish because you need to take a few days like you did to clear it. And so for those three days, you weren't really talking to people about your problem. You were doing whatever you could to nurture yourself. And it's like, oh my God, this is taking so long. When is this? Well, and, and through that process, I still had to see clients. I still had to work. I still had to care for my kids. And it was really interesting. Like my kids were like, mom, let's make cookies. Mom, let's do that. And so I was going, I just need a minute. And all of a sudden I was like, I really think I'm going to throw up. I'm like, this is interesting. And then, and I, you know, and from me doing those ayahuasca journeys, like I knew that this was a purge of something on a cellular level that was coming up and out of my system. Because now that I'm really on this other side, I am really pushing out deep stuff that's been there for decades. Me too. And yeah, it's like core geez. beliefs. Like I don't trust myself mm. or core beliefs. Um, that no one will ever love me you know not be whose fault is it or why can't i get the job or how am i going to pay this bill right. but these deeper ones that take longer to clear because right. they're they're beliefs that were put into place to keep us safe yep now we need to hold our own hand and walk across that bridge yep say we are safe yep yep that's so true and it's like um we have to believe it as well like because your body will start to shift it even faster in your mind because your mind will try to pull you back in your old pattern. That's what I've also noticed. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I am for better, or for worse, I would pull everything up to my brain and reason it through. And, um, I have learned that I have, I have tools to pull me out of my brain. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's going to King Spa and Niles here in Chicago. <laughs> My favorite place. To, to just completely untangle my physical body because they've got all the sauna rooms, you know. But those, that's the indigenous healing that's been around in all cultures. They knew that sweat lodges physically affected the body. They knew that temperature changes affected the body. They knew that drumming entrained the brain. You know, they knew that watching a fire and and shaking a rattle would break up the the obsessive thinking. Yeah, because it's a sound, it's the vibration stuff. Yes, yes, and with the with the rattle because it's random noises, you know, you can't keep a, a thought pattern, so it, it it breaks it up. You know, and well, then that's think about that with a baby, right? A baby shakes its rattle, it calms down. Mm -hmm. Right. Of, yeah, it gets it out itself out of the the mind, out of the head. So. They've so been true. doing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yep. You know, and now we're learning how to apply it in this day and age. Right. You know, we can be like, oh yeah, I'll go to the spa. And it's the same thing as doing the sweat lodge. Yeah. And if you do it with Well, and you know what's fascinating to me? I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like, oh, we're doing all these things. You know, I have all these trainings, you know, like I'm Ayurvedic certified from the Chopra Center. And um and it's fascinating to me because I was like, I remember them teaching me at the Chopra Center, like re you really, for gut, good gut health, 
don't drink drinks with ice in them. And in the Western world, what's the first thing you get when you go to a restaurant? You get a glass of ice water. So the minute you sit down, you drink some ice water and it totally slows down your entire digestive tract because that's what it does. And then the second thing that comes to your table is bread. And that too is not something that digests easily. So they always say, you know, have room temperature water with lemon because that at least warms things up and it starts and it alkalines your body. The lemon alkalines your body. And, and then I started thinking going, wow, we do all these things to heat up and exercise where indigenous tribes or even other cultures, like they literally, they, they do things in their daily life so you don't have these extremes that you have to go to the gym yeah. and sweat. Yes, they're, you know? they're habits. They're right. They're just part of their life. It's normal to do a sweat lodge every week. It's normal to do a ceremony every month. It's normal to do all of these clearings, nourishing clearings, and connectings. You know yeah. that's why they're all in place. That's why all some of the rules and rituals are in place because they're part of daily society. And if you do them regularly, if you make spirituality a regular part of your everyday life then you stay healthy over the long term. Because it moves the stuff that gets you stuck. Mm -hmm. Because as we've said before, it's the emotions that we're not processing that build up and crystallize in your system that then creates disease. In your physical body, like kidney stones right. you know, or, or gout. And it's the same sort of thing. Because when our, our bodies don't have a good flow through it of nervous system signals and blood and lymph, then it gets stagnant like a pond. And then there's no movement. And because there's no movement, everything starts to choke up. You right. know, all the weeds come in and, and you get the bottom feeders and it yep. gets thick and, and it smells bad. And there's an oily film on the top. That's what's happening in our body when we don't allow things to flow through us to be in the flow. Right. Sick. Right. And it's, it's, it's a physical thing. If you take care of your physically spiritual needs of connection and touch and good thoughts and good food, you know, you avoid a lot of problems. You avoid yep. a lot of sicknesses and diseases and relationship troubles and job troubles, yep. and all of it. Exactly. Great stuff, Miss Rita. Thanks. I just love this. Well, and by all means, like tell everyone how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, they can get a hold of me at ritahickmancoaching.com. And um, I do a seven week jumpstart program where I hold women's hands through the seven weeks to develop these tools to put them into their life. We touch base like every two to three days. There's email and texting in between. So it's, they can send me emails in the middle of the night. I don't care. They can send me texts because my phone's on silent. I'll get to it when I do. They yep. can process through things. They can feel connected and not alone. And after about a month, they have big, big changes in their life. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, that big cracking open of the seed coat that happens, right. then they start to use those tools to, um, to thrive instead of just heal and let go of the past. Now they're able to step into their genius. Yep. So a seven week program is usually enough time to do the trick to, re to at least start the dominoes for the things that they've been suffering with from when they were a child, whether it was, you know, being molested as a kid, whether it was divorce in your family, whether it was a bad relationship in your twenties, whatever, 
alcoholic family, drug addiction, anything, we can reverse that or at least get the reversal process started very quickly. You don't have to wait for 40 years in right. order to deal with it. You can, you can really start to deal with a lot of it in minimum four weeks, you know, and then seven weeks is more than enough time. And then women will coach with me afterwards, you know, for specific projects. Like I want to finish the screenplay or I want to, you know, do my magnum opus or I want to write this thing or I want to climb Mount Everest or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I coach them through that, yeah. you know, uh, a project based, but seven weeks, you can clean up a lot of stuff and you get the muscle and the tools and the habit, those daily habits you know, as a part of your life and you learn to trust it and you learn how to heal yourself and move forward. So readinghickmancoaching.com is me. And that's a great reminder that we need to heal ourselves. Like yeah. it's going inside and doing the work yourself because nothing outside of you can do what you can do. Right. And you're not a kid anymore. You're an adult, which means that you're responsible for you. And there's so many problems in the world right. that we have to focus on raising our children right and being responsible for ourselves. There's no yep. good reason. And nobody's really going to come rescue you. They may try to do the best that they can, but you're always going to be suffering until you decide you need to stop suffering and get some help for it. Right, exactly. And by all means, um, juliemurphy.com, we've got all kinds of things going on. You know, I'm building, I'm writing my third book right now and I'm getting on, uh, a, I'm going to have a webinar that's going to lead to some live coaching to help people to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. And um, by all means, still giving away a free copy of my book. I'll put the link below um, because to me, um, I really want to help the world financially heal and live exactly the lives that you want to. So how do you get to that next place of enhancement to get you to a life that you love? Right. <laughs> The rising tide lifts all boats. And so Beautiful. when you lift yourself, you lift everybody else up too. Yay. Well, until next week, my friend, we'll talk soon. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.